Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live back again from Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. This is going to be a... Fun, casual conversation. Gunner B? Gunner B? Hey, look at that. <laughs> okay. You're going to try and shoot me off the right, right, off, right the off the top. Start. I Bob, love it. Bob's not here. I gotta, Somebody's got so to. So you've taken his seat and go. the pun job. And he ordered a salad. Oh, boy. No, he didn't. I'm just kidding. Uh, that, would, that would really be something. Uh, what? That will not bury the lead. We brought in some quarterback competition for Jay-Z this week. Yeah. Bobby's out on a beach somewhere, missing the show I think he would have been looking forward to the most after Kevin Warren and Big Ten realignment expansion playoff fever kicks up so gunner oak <laughs> for the first time now that he's yeah. i guess everyone's allowed now yeah. but mm. now that his playing career yeah. uh, is over and he's a working man now he's a college football analyst gunner thanks for hanging out yeah i appreciate uh coming in to join the show for sure it's uh it's gonna be fun yeah this is an interesting one to get thrown into the fire with <laughs> but we'll see what uh what gunner's made of jay-z of course nicole cox and berm um so oklahoma and texas <clears throat> made it official on monday they are uh, not renewing their grant of rights, which is one way of saying, bye, I'm out. The Big 12 uh, is falling apart as we speak. They are almost certainly uh, heading to the SEC. We were at Big Ten Media Days last week when all this stuff was going on, and you expected Kevin Warren to provide a little bit of leadership for the league and flex a little bit of muscle for a league that's always been the traditional powerhouse and, and prided itself on setting the tone for the national conversation. And Jay-Z, I don't think that happened. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a mis- I mean, an understatement. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't know if the guy can lead anybody. Uh, you know, since we we've seen everything that he's done through this whole COVID situation coming out and saying, "Yeah, I did, you know, basically done everything the same." Like I don't know how you can reflect on the year and everything that went on and say, "Yeah, best I, year of his life." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I handled this great. No regrets. Best year of my life. No, you know, no regrets. The guy, the neck tattoo spelled <laughs> wrong. Yeah, like that's what he. None? Can't think of one. Yeah, I can't think of one, Kevin. Uh, okay, and then how about moving forward? I, I got nothing for you. I'm going to talk for 40 minutes and say say nothing. Uh, I I don't know how he got into that position. Um, it sounds like. From some things I've read, I mean, our guy here was like, I don't, he, yeah. was, he wasn't recommended by us. We don't know what's going on there. <laughs> uh, you know, not, not a very big endorsement from one of the biggest schools in the Big Ten. So I, I, I didn't know how he made it through the COVID year. I guess it was a COVID year. So you give everybody a, a, a chance and, uh, you know, he just keeps fumbling the football. That was kind of fascinating, wasn't it? Like, like that sort of went under the radar yeah. the last couple of days. Yeah. But Gene Smith in that interview yeah. with Clay Hall, like, said, we don't know who yeah, recommended yeah. this guy for the job. <laughs> and I've had a couple days, Austin, to think about it. And like after really diving into what Kevin Warren said or didn't say, like he was way more wrong than I thought initially. <laughs> like it's unbelievable that for the Big Ten commissioner, he had nothing to say about the direction of the league. Every well, single and, comment was about the past. It's also him. not just that up, Berm. I mean, he didn't have anything in place. Gunner can speak to this from his experience last year, but he didn't say anything about vaccination rates or what the COVID protocol or forfeits would be. Didn't talk about what the Big Ten stance would be on college football playoff expansion. Had nothing to say about realignment. Any question he was asked didn't have an answer. So it's not just on this one issue of 
who should or shouldn't join the Big Ten. It was everything he was asked. Bad. All around bad. And that part with no regrets, Nicole, uh, I think it rubbed many people the wrong way. Curious what, what you would think about that. Like, everybody learned something during the COVID year. Yes. And we wouldn't want to do it exactly the same way over again. Like, exactly. Let's grow, you yeah. get better, learn, <clears throat> adapt. But yeah. I mean, you help run well, Roosters. You tell them, I mean, you guys probably well, made some changes. And yes, so exactly. Roosters was perfect, Jay-Z. So well, I no. know, but oh, it we makes were. you think about moving yeah. forward and, you know, the online ordering, how they got that out quick. That was Kevin's, uh, we're canceling the season. Yeah. They said, hey, we're going to make something good out of this. Yes. I mean, I do, I... Personally, during COVID, we took it as an opportunity to, you're going to make mistakes. That's just how it's going to happen. But you can't, if you don't do anything about it, you're you're not going to grow as a company. You're not going to progress. And with this, in the entire Big Ten as a conference, it is, I feel like especially in this sport where it is just like based on like every second counts when getting recruits, when everything, it counts. So I just am shocked that, there isn't more of a leadership and because you can't wait around like decisions need to be made and the conference needs, we need to stay strong or else if you don't progress, you, it just doesn't work. And Gunnar, I think the situation for you guys at at this time last year, July and August, wasn't that like, you know, the people make mistakes, but it was not recognizing or admitting that they made one to correct it and no communication from there. Right. I mean, everybody knows that at some point you're going to do something wrong. But there has to be some ownership of it. Yeah, I agree that the communication was probably the worst part about it. But like what Zwick said at the beginning, how everyone gets a excuse me a second chance because COVID. But mm-hmm. he had a second chance the other day. He said he would, <laughs> he would do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, something's got to change. Somebody just doesn't yeah. know what's going. You know, he has no almost self awareness. You know, he's just like in his own little world. He's living it. His son played. You know, he, he knew his son was going to play football last year. He didn't care about the Big Ten. You know. He's, Hey, I do have to say, though, guys, I do want everyone to remember they canceled the entire season and everyone said, oh, there's no way they'll go back on their word. There's said, no way. And, <laughs> and and I was like, I think they will. And in my mind, I was like, we need to start preparing a little bit. Well, like, it was within the manufactured the rage of those parents that did it. Mm-hmm. And, totally which is up. amazing. Yes. Uh, your parents weren't even genuinely upset, were they? <laughs> I mean, just totally made up. Wrong guy. Totally made up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that does go into the say of leadership, you know, he, it shouldn't have taken all the parents to make that happen. You know, it should be the leader being the one to make the correct decision. You know how in sports, there's always the thing. If, if, if the team wins, the team wins. If the team loses, the coach lost, right? Like, or the quarterback in, in your guys's, you know, awareness. Yes. That's how the big 10 should have been handling this. And that's how Kevin Warren should have handled this last week. It should have come straight out and said, Hey, I took a couple L's here. Mm-hmm. I'm learning on the job. I'd never done this before. I walked into an, an absolute yep. chaos setting, a nightmare scene, and I didn't know what to do, yep. and I'm learning. Instead of him coming out and saying that, which would have taken a lot of the, oh. the pitchforks out of people saying, oh, for sure, he instead said, I did great. Yep. Pat myself on the back. I'll do it all <laughs> over again. And and it's, and it's actually, that's what's terrifying because now as we see all of the, the TV you know, trying to push this the Delta yeah. variant rage and, and get people worried about that again like what guarantee is there for big 10 fans that he doesn't just watch well, the news and decide to, to do it again and i know not it's not go, likely go i know it's not likely again. i know it's not likely he doesn't but. make that choice by himself either so let's let's not reopen that can of worms he did it all himself you guys heard him say it austin said kevin warren made the decision entirely by himself well, that's weird um easy i think the most interesting part is like you two quarterbacks would probably have very different perspectives when you got to Ohio State, 
Did you even know who the Big Ten commissioner was? Like, I can't imagine oh, that was a big part of the yeah, I mean, in the locker room. No, you, you didn't really think. I, mean, I was just trying to make you know, trying to make it with these grown men. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you think you think it's so so much other stuff at that point in time. You're not really worried about the inner workings of you know how the Big Ten, how the schedules get done, all that sort of thing. You're just trying to make it day by day. You know, as a freshman coming in, but. Uh, you know, you probably heard names and this and that throughout compliance. I mean, you just so many meetings and so many hours of sitting there signing your life away. You know, back back <laughs> in the day that you just don't even pay attention. Oh, you want me here at this time? Sign here? Okay, great. Let's go practice. You know, so it was one of those things that you didn't really realize. And then as you got, you get out and you start seeing kind of the workings of adding teams or this and that, like how important a good commissioner can be, you know, especially going into a pandemic, you know, like, like we did last year. Um, you, know, you you start to realize who those guys are and, and maybe that they're not best suited for that position. Right. Compare that to what last year was like for the Buckeyes in the Woody Gunner. Yeah. Kevin Warren's name probably came up a few times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys had one of those uh, posters in the locker room where they ripped a piece of clothing off every win they got, like in Major League? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Warren's name brought was brought up a lot because I was there for two seasons. The first season was fine, and then – I hadn't heard his name that whole time. And right. Bam. I'm hearing it every day in the locker room. That's the weirdest Coaches part. talking about him, players. There's no reason otherwise for players on a day-to-day basis. No. Like, even you don't even really need yeah. to know Gene Smith that much. You need to know your coaches your, yep. and and your teammates, and that's exactly. it. And yep. the fact that you have to spend time, like, worrying about what the commissioner's doing. Having meetings about Kevin Warren, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sure that those weren't all that fun. But how much of a distraction is that for a team if you're having to worry about what this guy might do and – you guys were trying to get through practices. At, yeah. Just get to a practice field at this time last year. Uh, I think for some teams it could have turned into a distraction, but Coach Day, obviously, he does an incredible job. Um, he really tried to keep it uh, keep it aside as long as he could. Obviously, players were getting upset. It's what's going on, what's going to happen. But we just kept pushing through. We knew it would turn out good in the end, which it did. We got the most <laughs> of it. But you guys might have had more faith yeah. than any of us did that they would get it right and get through it. But yeah. We're here now. Don't think, Berm, that he has the power to just cancel this season again. I just want to say how proud I am that I didn't make a joke about Jay-Z saying he was just trying to make it. Well, now you just did, though. So but I just thought that since Bobby's not you here. You could have said you were proud after the show, but now we know what yeah, the joke now, was. Because yeah. people are like, oh, I'm going to have to hit, I, hit the 15-second back trying button to fill a, time. I'm trying to, to play the role of Bob. You didn't even wait till the end of the show. You're immediately doing it. You, you, you did. But, immediately out the gate. Son of a gun. So you I'm can't sorry. be proud of yourself. Yeah, I apologize. I messed that up. Mac and cheese bites. <laughs> is, what is yep, Cheesy bacon fries. Cheesy yeah, bacon fries. Fries, Berm. Appetizer Tuesday. On the main thing, which is $2 cheesy bacon fries. Mm-hmm. Every week, mm-hmm. mac and cheese bites are the appetizer of the week for well, me. Well, they're not, <laughs> they're not $2. They won't be $2, but yes, they yeah, can be. You can be come in and order them, no doubt they about it. They can be. Is Wing National Wing Day this week, Nicole? It is, you guys. Right? The big day that we have to celebrate and we enjoy it. And this year, speaking of adapting and just taking charge in the sense of the national chicken wing shortage that we have, um, we are offering boneless wings this year Ooh. in celebration of right. National Chicken Wing Day. We unfortunately can't or, um, offer a discount on the traditional <clears throat> wings mm-hmm. because of the cost at this time. But we have the boneless, which well, is awesome. And everybody needs to check out our social you, video. Is that Thursday the 29th? Um, Thursday the 29th, yes. This Thursday. So Ohio 79 cents. I have a recruiting barbecue at, the, at that day. And I, are you guys oh. providing them food? We might be. 
Oh, they, Herb's looking so for the details. Test. Yeah. So they'll have chips there, Jay-Z. Oh, I had yes. some chips. Oh, I, I, I got to talk to the big man, and I told him we need to get those chips back on the menu. a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I, I may have uh, thrown it at him a couple times. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see. We're, he's working on it. Gunnar, how would you celebrate National Wing Day? What flavor are we getting on there? Um, I usually stick to the mild or medium, more of the buffalo sauce mm-hmm. kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. There's, yeah, it's yeah. safe. It's it good. Is. Speaking of leadership and taking charge, will you hand me those mozzarella sticks? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to have mozzarella sticks. Got to get moving. All right, so if the Big Ten starts to get proactive here, let's think about some of the options. There aren't many. Um, Berm, we talked about this last week in Indianapolis. Notre Dame is first and foremost at the top of the list. If you're go- you're going to make a move to improve and make more money for the league, basically that's the only way you can do it. If you're talking about Big Ten trying to fill out this AAU uh, academic profile, you're pretty much only talking about Kansas and Iowa State, which is not going to make the Big Ten more money and look pretty weak in response to the big dogs from the Big 12 going to the SEC. The option three, which Ohio State, I can tell you for sure, is not a big fan of. I'm not sure uh, how far down the road this could go. Uh, maybe the only option they could pursue if Notre Dame remains independent is trying to add teams from the Pac-12. Oh, that thank you. Immediately there was talk about body clocks and travel and how difficult that would be, play a couple games against – USC or Oregon. If the NFL doesn't have the Bengals in the same division as the Chargers, why on earth would college football, when you're dealing, remember, these are student athletes. These guys have to go to school. They, 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 right? I mean, that, that's still part of the game. Yes, it is. College football's so. changed a lot. For now, yeah. College football's <laughs> changed a lot in the last week. I have no idea if that's true or not, but that's insane. It has to start and end with Notre Dame. Beyond that, whoever else you add to balance out that, that number, that 16, I don't really care, but Notre Dame has to be it. To me, you're the Big Ten. You see what the SEC is doing. There are two conferences in college football. There's the SEC and the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ACC is a nice, you know, also ran <clears> in a lot of ways. No offense to Clemson fans out there, but, you know, it's a good program. But the Big Ten needs to be on the phone with Clemson and Notre Dame, period. And anything else, to me, anything else happens after well, that. The reason that I didn't include that in one of the pos- four possible options here, which, again, could also be just staying at 14, mm-hmm. is that the ACC – is in a much more stable, quote-unquote, situation in college football than the Big 12, which is falling apart as we speak because their situation is not great. The television deal that they signed is horrible, uh, at least compared to the Big 10 and the SEC, but they're locked into that for 20 years. So the ACC is really only in a position where they could add and not leave. The same is also true. Somebody asked me before I came in here today, what about Ohio State and Penn State trying to join the ACC? Stop you right there. That's impossible. It's not going to happen. Uh, they were worried that Kevin Warren was going to drive the Big Ten in the ground. And if that started to happen, it's much easier for Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State to fire the commissioner than uproot their yes. entire tradition and their well, that TV deal goes, It goes pretty far out, right? But the grant of rights is extended much further. That's the okay. thing that really matters. They, yep. they will be at the negotiating table in two years, and they're probably going to double what they can make regardless of who they add to the league. The problem with adding Kansas and Iowa State then is that you – are not going to add new television markets. You're going to diminish the amount each school can get. This stuff is way in the weeds. Yeah. Everybody wants to sit Jay-Z and, and fantasy wow. draft. Who should be yeah. in the league? Where should you go? It's And this is that's not how this is going to play out. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. Well, it's just... There, there's, there are too many connected yeah. parts. Right. And television deals and contracts, and we talked about that last year with... Ohio with Ohio State, State trying to leave, next, you know? Hey. No, there isn't a way to do that. Yeah. And they don't want to either. So let's, let's not talk about it from that front because that's not going to happen. It's just hard to, to to know where to take it, you know. It's like, well, do we need to do we need to have a response today? 
of hey, these are who we're going, you know, just because it came out last week. Yeah. Or, you know, like Gene Smith was kind of saying, you know, we're going to sit and wait and see, you know, kind of how everything unfolds. You know, I, I think maybe there needs to start to be discussions, you know, which apparently they have not I thought of doing. Yeah, but these <laughs> things don't happen overnight. This has been in the work. Well, yeah. So, I mean, for, for them to come out and say we haven't even thought about it or talked about it. Well, this might be that, that fire lit under their, their butts to say, well, we need to start doing this. Yeah. Uh, you know. Kevin, we're, we're bringing this to you. We got to start looking at our options. I think what Berm talked about, you know, Notre, Notre Dame would be the first one I'd go after. I think last year they kind of found the importance of a conference. You know, if something like that were to happen or just being a part of, you know, a conference that they had never have been a part of before. Uh, I think that's a huge one for us. And then it's just who's left. I mean, Clemson, yeah, they're not going to want to come to the Big Ten. They're going to get beat up all year round, come up here and play in the cold. I mean, they're, that's a that's going to be a hard no for them, I'm sure. Right. You know, I, I look at a you know a West Virginia or something like that, just local. It would be easy to kind of add into uh, that Big Ten footprint. But then again, they don't have the numbers that we probably want to see. Uh, so that doesn't really help on the TV. So it's, it's going to become uh, – you might just be adding people that <clears throat> we know we're going to f- kind of take them along for the ride like we did with Maryland and Rutgers. You know, it's it's almost insane to look at that retroactively. That, yeah. that the Big Ten started this, and that was the and that's where they went. They went because they were val- valuing those TV markets, and now this next wave is not about that mm-hmm. at all. Uh, Gunner, from a player perspective, if you guys were looking at this and how you had to go play USC or Oregon or a bunch of multiple teams out west, yeah. that the challenge for that can't be that appealing to guys in no, the locker. That's tough. I mean. One of those a season is that's that's fun. That's what makes it fun going out there and playing against somebody different. But if you start doing that too often, that's where that's where it gets hard. Honestly, I think for the players. Why is that? Just having the like traveling like that. It it's different on your body. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, you, you go out west and play a night yeah. game. You get used to you don't people don't realize you fly home right after the game. Yeah, <laughs> you know you're touching down in Columbus at three four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Going back Perfect. to your apartment, yep. you know, getting a couple hours of sleep. Then you're in the Woody Hayes, you know, the next six a.m. You guys late not morning. until three or four in the morning after a game anyway. Don't know. No, <laughs> that doesn't happen. You that guys, I went to here. Florida last week and I flew home and I was exhausted. <laughs> traveling is same ex- time zone. I, yeah, literally exactly. traveling. Oh, when I go out west, it's it's even oh, worse. Yeah, but yeah. it's it, it's just exhausting. It's an exhausting experience, it you is. know. So that definitely, it's not. It's something that needs to be taken into consideration. Well, then you look at Oregon coming here this year. Oh, we're going to do a noon kickoff because that's what we want. Those kids are playing a game at 9 o'clock their time. What the? I mean, that's ridiculous to me. Yeah. So, I mean, you have all that. All that comes into play when you're flying back and forth. You know, just is it? It's hard on the, it's hard on the kids. I imagine class would probably be disrupted because you're probably leaving on Thursday instead of leaving Friday. You know, and that's another day, missed day of, of things. I, I just don't think that works. And, and I don't know that the TV out there, right? Cares about the Pac-12. I'm not smart about these things. I mean, you could have ended that. Right? Yeah, well, I thought you were going. And but, <laughs> yeah. but we'll see you next week. Think about Fox, right? The, the the TV deals. Fox is in partner with the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, and the Pac-12, right? I mean, does it seem like that's where they're going to have to try to push things? Uh, without question. I mean, to combine those conferences, the and it, it, some sort of merger or or a split or putting together, you know. 16 may not be the number, and if you're adding teams from the West Coast, almost certainly wouldn't be. I think that you'd be trying to go almost up to 20, and then you'd be breaking in the pods so that mostly those Pac-12 teams would still be playing against each other. 
Ohio State, Penn State. I mean, they're still going to have to play a game or two a year on the West Coast. Um, I, I logistically, I don't know how to piece all that yeah. together. How it's do you a de- nightmare. How do you determine a champion? How many games are you going to yeah. play? Does that mean that non-conference games don't exist? Do you have to blow up these new contracts that we're all excited about? Ohio State, you know, having Alabama in the horseshoe or playing Georgia. Uh, <clears throat> but then I mean, you go to a twelve-team playoff, and all of a sudden. You got five teams from the SEC in the playoff. It's just going to be a. It's going to be so. I've, I've always boring. thought there would be twenty teams in four conferences, like mega conferences, and then the top two of each are in the eighteen playoff. And, and I think that we we could all draw up a better solution than probably what well, what they have. What <laughs> no, that sounds a lot better. Come up with right. I mean, as Berm said, how do he they might not be that smart. How do they contact but, you, Gunner? Berm <laughs> wants TCU and Oklahoma State, and then just call it a day. So yeah, I love those. That's what love them. That's what he told me. I want any, oh, I want all of the OSU's. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Oregon State and Oklahoma. Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Ohio State. Uh, Academic powerhouse. Other both. State, Oregon U. State. And I want and all Oklahoma of. I want a State. division of just OSU's. Yeah, let's add trips to Stillwater and Corvallis. Mm, yeah, that sounds. Jay Z really wants to start I'm traveling in. on the road yeah. again. If we add those, uh, Nicole, how was your vacation? Welcome Thanks, back. Thanks, guys. Where in Florida were you at? Siesta Key. Oh. It was mm. nice. It was nice for sure. Most beautiful beaches in the world down there. there. That's what so they say. Pretty. It's on the sign going into Florida. But she's back to celebrate uh, National yes. Chicken Wing Day on 100%, Thursday. Hundred percent. Yes. Tuesday will be cheesy bacon fries. Yes. Not the wedges. Correct. The variation. Just the fries. Just the fries. fries. Dining only. <laughs> but um, yeah. Right. So. What else do you need to to get out there before we turn you loose and start talking to these quarterbacks? Just about- again, Thursday, National Chicken Wing Day, 79 cent boneless wings, which is exciting. And check out our National Chicken Wing Day um, social media video. We do one every year. That's just kind of quirky and funny. It just adds a laugh, especially last year. Schlegel was in it. It was hysterical. So oh, that's a high bar to clear. If you guys, I know we couldn't, we were all struggling this year, but it's still really cute. This is body double. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Carpenter. <laughs> well, Bob, I mean, Bob's celebrating down in Florida. He's not at roosters. That doesn't count. Yeah. No, there's no blue jackets left to be part of it. So that's Zach, Zach Warren. Gotta be it. All right. Well, we'll wait and see. We can't give it. There's no spoilers till Thursday. Sure. It's like Christmas for roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. Come see them all week. Deals tomorrow and Thursday. Uh, and then follow them at roosters on Twitter like I do. Uh, engage all week. And Nicole, you can get out of here and we're going to talk about some football with these quarterbacks. Thanks for having yes. me, guys. We'll Love be it. right back on Letterman Live. It's brought to you by roosters. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. Let's talk about actual football. <laughs> uh, not, I like actual football. Not rumors, not realignment, not expansion. Said we get back from Indianapolis and talk about talking about football. We learned a lot while we were there, Berm, about the makeup of this, this Ohio State roster, this team. 
they will report to camp next Tuesday. So, Golly. yeah, it's here. This last mm-hmm. stretch. Are you guys getting a break from Mickey Marotti at this point, or is it does it ramp up? What's happening right now as the Buckeyes uh, get ready? I think they got that break around Fourth of July. <laughs> um, since then, it's getting ramped up. So ramped got up. Probably one more weekend left, and then they're hitting it hard. What uh, What was your guys' uh, conditioning test? Conditioning test. Did you guys do? I don't. No, there wasn't like that's a an antiquated plan. notion. Every day is a well, conditioning fair. test with Mickey Marotti. Uh, fair enough. I just know that. I mean, that first that first day of camp, we would have a meeting. We'd come in, and trust it always end. The team meetings that night with a poem about being a lion or a gazelle in Africa. <laughs> and the basis was, no matter what, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to be running. And that's what we would do. That would be our first our first morning, 6 a.m., we'd do our conditioning test. Is that poem in the... It's in the winner's manual. You can check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How different was it for you, Gunnar? I, everyone talks about Mick Marotti and how he's you know next-level strength yeah. conditioning. Coming from the SEC where you were at <clears> Kentucky, <throat> Kentucky is a good program. It's not, you know... Alabama or Ohio State. How big was that change for you when you got there? I think the strength and conditioning uh, group at Kentucky, I mean, they're good, but they're not Ohio State. And that's where you see that jump in programs, like you said, Alabama, Clemson, those teams like that. That's where they get ahead of other teams is in the weight room, on the field, running sprints, sun up to sundown. I mean, that's where they come out on top. Were you, like, shell-shocked? At first, kind of, but then I realized, like, Damn, this is what it takes to be to be twelve and zero, to be fourteen and zero, whatever it takes to win a national championship, and that's where you see that difference. At Kentucky, we were seven and five, eight and four. I mean, that's where that changes. When you are the quarterback getting ready for camp, and you know that all eyes are going to be on that position this year, or, or when you guys were you know competing yourselves as part of that in August. How do you, aside from the physical part, how do you mentally pre- get prepared for what's coming, the <clears throat> scrutiny, the pressure? To try and be the quarterback at Ohio State, we know, you know, how much of a microscope you're always under. How do you how do you prepare for something like that? Yeah, you just I mean, to me it was just knowing the playbook, you know, front to back, you know, as well as I could. So if they called anything, I wasn't sitting at the line of scrimmage thinking about, all right, what do I got here? You know, you just knew. All right, boom, this is what we call it, this is what coverage they're in, this is what's gonna happen. Uh, you know, so that helps the game slow down a little bit for you. Uh, you know, when I was when we were sophomores, Troy and I you know, a lot of it was, well, who's taking the first snaps today? You know, just stupid, stupid crap like that. Yeah. You know, am I going to get more reps or is he going to get more reps or what's going on here? Uh, so there's, there's a lot of that. And, you know, that's just, that's just how it goes. I mean, we're, there's one spot. We both wanted it. And, you know, you, you think about that stuff, even though you, you say you don't, you know, I don't, you know, I control only, you know, I, what I can control type stuff. That. I'm actually very curious about that for you. Again, the difference between your early time at Kentucky where you were in quarterback competitions to being at Ohio State the last two years, you knew you were behind Justin Fields. Like that was it was yeah. not a mystery, right? I uh, how does that change your preparation? Yeah, it's it's tough. Obviously at Kentucky, I was in that competition the whole time. Got a few reps here and there. Got to go in some games, uh, and then when I got that opportunity to come back, come back home, come back to Ohio State. I mean, that's something I've dreamed for, obviously. And then knowing I can come in, at least give it my all, compete with Justin. I mean, not saying I'm coming in here and going to be the guy, but having that opportunity and telling myself just do your best you can and we'll see what happens. But you know your ride. job was to kind of push him and to, yeah. to sort of just be a, a, a sounding board where you and Troy, you were head to head, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how does that, when you look at the current situation with three quarterbacks who've never thrown a pass in college, 
how much better is it for these guys that there isn't an established starter? And maybe that's why it makes sense for Ryan Day to not be out there saying, CJ's our guy, CJ's our guy, because it does change your mentality, doesn't it? Yeah. It changes the mentality not only for the starter, but for those backups. They'll be like, damn, what, what's going to happen now? I gotta, I'm already behind, and, and he hasn't even played yet. But with, with them not naming anybody, they're all coming in with the same kind of mentality going into camp saying, all right, who's it going to be? I know they already have somebody playing for who's going to take the first snap in camp, but that doesn't mean it's the final, final guy. When, uh, when Ryan Day is talking about rotating guys through practice, <clears throat> how much of that is to – distract us from talking about it and how much rotation can actually go on because he basically he's saying two weeks then you're probably going to see someone get the majority of the first team snaps mm -hmm. so if you're talking about a spring camp <clears throat> where maybe there's less pressure sure you could you could rotate and it's easier maybe to think about it from that perspective but if you get into august i just wonder how much of that rotation is actually real with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave on the field because you guys have both talked about this before that at some point you're going to need the chemistry with that first team offense. So how much rotating can you do? Yeah, um, obviously I think the first four or five days I bet they're rotating ones, twos, threes, and then after that it's going to get pretty serious with who's the guy and they'll decide then, honestly. So Yeah, and the thing with, I mean, even back when we practiced anyways, <clears throat> you know, it would be – individual then you go with receivers you know so you can rotate all right hey justin you go take inside drill you're going to be with the you know you're going to be with the ones and the twos calling plays over there you know maybe you can rotate that way i mean you know that's yeah you know they they want to rotate just so yeah. they can tell you guys hey we're doing this <laughs> uh you know but i imagine they're going to start off i i, I gotta think cj's going to be taking the first snaps you know the first few days no pads you know whatever running through the motions kind of thing you know, you might be able to rotate a little bit more there just because it's going to be more seven-on-seven seven stuff. But once you get in with an offensive line, the full huddle, and you're hitting people and, and that's going on, I think they'll have a better idea of we're going to break the reps down this way, you know, on, on this day, or we'll break them down this way on the next day, you know, that, type thing. And that's the part that, I, like, it, it always throws me when we're allowed to see things in practice, which is not all that often, mm -hmm. but – you Gunner's know. the only one that's really seen these kids. <clears throat> yeah, seriously. He's, <laughs> he's talked about that uh, on Buck IQ already. Mm -hmm. Really good stuff. Go back and see that. He can yeah. do that again now if he wants. But, you, you know, C.J. Stroud was coming off the bench in the Sugar Bowl. There was a, a reason for that. Mm -hmm. He was the first guy in the line. They didn't, like, rotate who was walking through stretching in spring ball. We saw him get those snaps in the, in the spring game and continue, at least from my vantage point, to hold that lead. So I don't know what would have changed. But there's also that part where – if something happens, Gunnar Hoke had to be ready mm -hmm. to play in a situation just the same way that Jack Miller or Kyle McCord will be. So, you know, that's got to be such a difficult balancing <clears throat> act for a coach and a quarterback yeah. to make sure that you're ready when that situation arises because there's no guarantee that if it's C.J. Stroud, which yeah. I expect it will be, that he's going to stay healthy. Exactly. They always say you're one play away from mm -hmm. being the guy. I mean, <laughs> they preach it every day, competitive excellence. Who's going to be that – that guy who comes in and makes makes a play in a huge game, you you don't really know when it when it's going to be your number that's called. So you have to be prepared every day. And the strange things for quarterbacks is, <clears throat> you know, all three of these guys, four or five star guys, they're not used to. All right, man, I'm on the sideline here. This play. All right, what are we doing here? You you know you got to you got to have a whole different mindset exactly. going through the play. You're sitting there. All right, you you call it in or signal it in. I would always stand right by Tress. I was signaling the play. 
in my head, as they're walking up to the line of scrimmage, I'm thinking of everything that I would be doing if I was walking up. And that's just different for guys who were, were the man in high school. You know, like I started my freshman year, you know, through my senior year in high school. I never had that where I sat there and watched somebody else do it. So it's, it's, it's a tough transition to make, uh, you know, as you're used to being the guy. So you just got to learn to play the game from the sideline. You know, almost in a way where you're just you're standing where you can stand to get a good view and you're going through every single thing that could happen on that play. And that's as you know, guys who maybe aren't getting the reps with the ones that that's the only thing you can do. And it's the best thing you know for you at that, at that time. Well, that not only prepares you for when it's your time, but then you can help that guy who's yeah. out on the field. He mm -hmm. will come off the field. You can tell him, what you see? This is what I saw. Yep. Help him out. I mean. It only helps the team then. Yeah, yep. you're staying engaged. You're staying there. Your coaches are seeing that. You know, it's it's all good. And, you know, it's just a different type of practice that you have to have when you know maybe you're not getting as many reps as you want to. Seeing what you've saw, seeing what you've saw, seeing what you've seen out of CJ and, and Jack, <laughs> Ching Chong. Uh, seeing what you've seen out of CJ and Jack, I, I think there's a lot of people out there who believe that there's no chance Kyle McCord wins the starting quarterback job. I'm not one of those people. I think that he has a, a legitimate avenue to do it. What does he have to do like way better to pass those guys in your mind from what you saw? I don't know how much you've seen of Kyle. Yeah. But um, what what is it like that those guys are have got right now that he doesn't? I think Kyle McCord has to come into camp and be show that he can be more of a leader. Um Obviously, he's got to know the, the plays. He's got to know the playbook. But he's got to go out there and show that he can be a leader. I mean, he's, what, 18 years old? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's going to lead the best country. I mean, the best team in the country. I mean, he's got to come out there and act like a grown man and really show to Ryan Day that he can be the guy. I think doing that for the first time, too, that all yeah. these guys are going to have to. But mm -hmm. And I alluded to this earlier, and I was actually uh, – James Laurinaitis and, and Bo Bishop asked me this on, on Monday. Like, how do you get somebody ready – for the pressure that comes with being the quarterback for Ohio State or a national title contender when you've never done it. I don't know how – I mean, I my answer was only that you just have to do it. Like, you have to be part of it, and you two understand that. I mean, is that a – how will they find that out? Can you find that out in August? Is it a concern that none of these three have been through it? I guess I was thinking that might be the biggest advantage that Jack and CJ have is that they watched people say that Justin Fields should be benched in the Northwestern game which was outrageous mm -hmm. to think of, but that's the way that this works when you're when you're playing for this program with this amount of pressure. Like, I'm sure that they know that that's what it's like, and maybe that helps. Like, if even this can happen to Justin Fields, then I should just get rid of all of that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, you know, I'm glad I didn't play in this this day and age because I probably would have jumped off the second story balcony of the house I lived in at the time. <laughs> Uh, just with the amount of people that can have an opinion. Bob said he was doing that for kegs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just, I, I think the guys who were here, I mean, of course, they're going to have a you know step ahead, in my opinion, just because they were, they've been through a season, whether it was a strange season, but they still went through it. And they still got to see what a college season looks like, you know, what scrutiny for the Heisman Trophy candidate, you know, quarterback that you have looks like, you know, man, if he gets it, everybody can, you know, type thing. So I, I think that helps them. And, uh, you know, what he talked about with Kyle is just acting like you're the guy. That's that's tough for a kid walking in who wasn't here last year, you know, kind of came in on his own. And there's two guys 
who already had that bond formed and now he's trying to work himself in and yep. become part of them. So that, that's going to probably be one of the toughest things for him just to say, you know what? Screw this. I, I am the man. I, I can come in here and do this type of thing. Exactly. You know, it's easier said than done when you get because up to that level. If you don't but, have that, per- if you don't yeah. have that attitude, you can't do it. And most of the time you're not getting recruited by a place like Ohio state. If right. you don't have that type you of, you have to have that personality and that confidence well, to even the try coaches it. are they're looking at what's going on in the field, but they're also looking at how you're acting in the facility. I mean, mm-hmm. it's how you walk around in the woody. I mean, and you carry yourself everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. There's so. a lot of times when I talk about this stuff on the recruiting side, when people ask me, you know, the really good players out there that aren't a personality fit for Ohio State because you have to have a type of confidence that most people <clears throat> just don't have. You don't have the ability to get there. Like, yeah. It's not just about being a type A outgoing personality. It's about you have to believe every single minute of the day that you are better than everyone else in that room, even if – they think the same thing just as about, they should, yeah, right? Just about, yeah. Like, because you can't make it otherwise. I agree, honestly. I mean, it's it's a hard mentality to have, but it's something you got to do. And obviously, you, you've seen Justin Fields do it the past two years. And yeah. I see, I saw it every day in, from myself. I mean, it's crazy. So, And what's it like in the room when you see the, the outside pressure or how much – it's got to get in at some point because everybody's got yeah. a phone now. Yeah, like Jay Z could just not pick up the the paper in the morning. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I digress. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. Obviously, things would get brought up about Justin in our room. We we laugh and joke about it. Just got to move on, and that's mm-hmm. the mentality you got to have. Just next play, next game, get through it. How much did you guys laugh about the vegan thing? <laughs> like, was that a, a running joke for you inside of the building? Because from the outside looking in, there were some of us in the media who were making that a really really big deal. And then there were others who were like, why are we talking about this again? <laughs> it, we joked with him a little bit here and there, but I mean, that's that was his style. Did he turn you on to soy? <laughs> no, he never tried to push it on anyone else, but that was just what he, he hey, rolled soy with. soy pusher. Gunner Scott, his rooster shirt on. Yeah, right exactly. Now, okay, so let's... He likes some protein. Sure he, well, you're the one that's now continuing this. I wasn't sure if he this. came back. I wasn't you're now sure making it a storyline. Now I can't stop thinking. You were the one that was making a big deal of it back then. Yeah. I remember that. You asked Jeremy Ruckert about I, last I'm week. obsessed with tofu. You thinking about going vegan? No. Good Lord, no. I'm afraid that Not that might, there's anything wrong with Afraid you. that you might get a six-pack or something? I can buy a six-pack. Like pack Justin Fields? <laughs> Great answer. Yeah. Get one anywhere I want. I'm an adult. Jay-Z, I know I've asked you this uh, enough times, so I know that your answer is that you are you're gonna you won't miss it next Tuesday, that you don't have to be out on the no, field gosh. in the ads. But I don't know. Gunner's nude enough. He may, how will you yeah, feel next still. Tuesday when the Buckeyes are uh, back at it? To be honest, since uh, since the winter, the workouts and seeing videos, I haven't missed any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come camp, I'll start seeing. And then season comes, seeing games, I'm, I'm sure I'll start missing a little bit. But It'll be that first it, game, yeah. yeah, where you're just like, yeah. yeah, this would be cool. You don't miss the other crap. <laughs> you know, you miss <laughs> when they're running out of the tunnel and the stadium's packed. And you're like, ah, oh, that was pretty cool. You know, that, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, all that other <laughs> the the August heats with the practice two days. Which they don't even do anymore, I guess. But yeah, you don't miss that stuff. You miss you miss the uh, Saturdays, the, the lights. Are they even allowed to hit each other in practice anymore? About like seven times, I believe. Is, is what that what it is? I, I asked yeah. that yeah, first. That I missed game, the boat. That <laughs> first game tackling with four new uh, linebackers is going to be a lot of fun against yeah. uh, Muhammad Ibrahim. Yeah, you, I mean it's it's pretty. That part has changed so dramatically from when oh, yeah. they played. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about the number of like, couple in helmets. You know the shell practices and rarely taking anybody to the ground in all of yeah. August. And I mean, I think that's, that's a big challenge. We'll talk about that when, when Bob gets back for how mm-hmm. you get, uh, get ready to start hitting people when you're not hitting yeah, people. Do it. Like yeah. it's such an unnatural 
thing, yeah. whether that's getting you know hit oh, by yeah. 300 pounders or people that are doing that hitting, it's it's that's different, and you have to get reps like anything else. Yeah. Uh, playing quarterback, tackling, whatever. That's part of the game. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that, though. And, and Gunnar Hoke, now that he's not out there, maybe he'll come back, hang out with yeah. us some more Roosters, get some more quarterback competition and insight in here at the table. What's it feel like to be able to talk to the media as a quarterback? I mean, uh, you guys they, never, you, neither of you were allowed they, they stopped letting me talk to them there uh, towards the end of my career. But uh, I've always loved the media. I wish you guys were around when I was in school. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, mixed feeling from some people, yeah. I, I would say. Yeah. You would have loved us then, Jay. I would have definitely. You know, we'd have been fine. I would have uh, told Tim, hey, "Excuse me, I got to talk to these. I got to talk to my guys over here." I know you got a couple more questions or one more. That's three <laughs> couple, more. Couple, but quickies. it's a two-parter. Couple, <laughs> couple quickies. Couple quickies. Couple quickies. Uh, Gunner knows that too. Oh, he's yeah. been around for so long. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that Tim May situation. Maybe he'll be back out at Rooster sometime soon. Uh, this has been a fun, casual conversation brought to you by a fun, casual joint in Roosters. A great time. As always, appreciate Gunnar Hoke hanging out with us for the first time yeah. in here. Jay-Z, Jeremy Birmingham, and Nicole Cox. I am Austin Ward. We'll be right back next Monday. It will be Camp Eve as Ohio State mm. gets ready to really kick off the 2021 season. We will see you right back here next week. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.